Hi, welcome to A Look Behind and Rewind. I'm your host, Tom Nielsen. Hey gang, did you enjoy reading comic books when you were growing up? What was your favorite? Archie, Batman, The Flash, Wonder Woman, Spider-Man? Or maybe you were more intellectually inclined and chose to go with the educational comics put out by Classics Illustrated. <laughs> you know, those were actually a good alternative to Cliff Notes. You got all the plot summaries you needed for English class, plus the great artwork and exciting action scenes that you may have missed if you were trying to read the original literature. <laughs> but I digress. One of the things about comic books was that there was a natural progression to the chronological order in which you acquired these. At a very young age, you might be reading comics like Little Lulu, Richie Rich, or some of the Disney series. But then as you got older, you'd naturally graduate to subjects more appropriate for your age group, like the teenage rom-com stories of Archie Veronica and the bunch from Riverdale High. And ultimately, somewhere along the line, you discover superhero adventures. And then once you are hooked on those, well, then it was just a short hop, skip, and a jump to Mad Magazine. But that's a subject for another day. Today we're going to talk about the liberties that some comic book creators took with long-established characters and brands. Now don't shake your head at me and pretend you don't know what I'm talking about. Let me explain. You all know about Donald Duck, right? He's one of Walt Disney's longest-running characters. About the only one that was older and even more famous was Mickey Mouse basically was Walt's big ticket to fame and fortune. But Donald Duck, on the other hand, sometimes seemed like an afterthought. He was there for comic relief, to add a little bit of bad boy behavior to the otherwise super nice, mild-mannered world that Mickey Mouse inhabited. Donald was short-tempered, rude, always getting into trouble, and generally got no respect. He was sort of like the Rodney Dangerfield of the Disney Kingdom. But regardless, he was still a force to be reckoned with. And because of his flamboyant emotional character, he was ripe for the picking when it came to satire. He was the perfect subject for artists trying to make their mark by imitating and lampooning the original Disney creations. Uh-huh. And thus was born Howard the Duck which was launched by Marvel Comics in 1973. Marvel took Donald up a notch and made him an ill-tempered, wisecracking duck in human clothes, who got into some pretty raunchy predicaments which went way beyond any of the Disney-style adventures. But here's a little bit of trivia for you. It turned out that the Marvel Comics version of Howard looked a little bit too much like Donald Duck, so the Disney organization had a legal encounter with Marvel over trademark infringement. And the compromise settlement was that Disney's artists had a hand in redesigning Howard to make him less like Donald and more like, well, more like Howard. Actually, the main difference was that Howard wore pants and Donald did not. Anyway, let's cut to the chase here. Back in the 1970s, I happened to be working at a TV station in Cleveland, Ohio, I was trying to appeal to the youth market. And so they teamed up with a local rock radio station to create a late-night program that featured Howard the Duck. The premise for this whole show was the live, on-camera reading of Howard comic strips, just like New York Mayor Fiorello LaGuardia did during a newspaper strike in the Big Apple. And so, 
An open audition was held at the TV station to find the right on-air personality who would become the narrator of Howard the Duck. And of course, guess who tried out for the role? Yours truly. I figured I had as good a shot as any. And so I put together an audition tape that gave station management an idea of how I intended to portray Howard the Duck for his first venture into late night television. Whoa. Now bear in mind, this podcast is only audio, so we can't show you the actual pictures from that tape, but at least we can give you a little flavor of the narration. So here's what it sounded like. Hello there, Duck fans. I'm Tom Nielsen, and welcome to another episode of Howard the Duck. Now, you may recall last night, Howard and Beverly had just finished their last adventure, that fierce battle with the cult of the Entropists. You know, they were so exhausted over that one, they just crawled home to the apartment and collapsed into their beds totally pooped. And tonight is actually the morning after. So without further ado, let's see what's happening. It's morning. And the sun's rays seep through the veil of smog over Cleveland. Smog? What smog? We don't have any smog. Nice picture of Cleveland, though. And in Beverly Switzler's apartment, I can't get no satisfaction. The clock radio blares into action with a familiar tune. I can't get no satisfaction. The lady and the duck are jarred awake. Wah! They're playing our song! Uh, that's a cute diaper, Howard. <laughs> it even has a little safety pin, I see. <sighs> what time is it? What day is it? Oh, forget it. Who cares? Right. Time and tide weren't waiting on us, anyway. Jeez, I look a mess. My hair is a disaster. Actually, she really doesn't look that bad, folks. But Howard has another observation. I don't want to depress you, Toots, but our finances look even worse. Oh my gosh, an empty cigar box. What does this mean for Howard and Beverly? Do you think they're going to have to go out job hunting? Ooh. I can really sympathize, though, with Howard over that empty cigar box. You know, I had to go all the way out to Mentor, Ohio the other day just to get a good cigar? Gee. <laughs> well, anyway, folks. Tune in tomorrow night and we'll find out what surprises fate has in store for Howard the Duck and Beverly. And until then, keep on cracking! Quack, quack! In case you're wondering, at the very end of the audition tape, as you heard, we did the usual thing and rolled the credits, including the names of production staff and others who helped out in the project. But at the very end, the last thing you saw was the words, filmed before a live duck. And at that point, as the music fades out, you could actually hear the sound effect of a duck quack. Quack, quack. That was our little editorial opinion on the whole affair, making sure that viewers would get the idea that this was definitely a satire, not to be taken very seriously. Well, to make a long story short, it turned out that I didn't get the part. Unbelievable. There's another staff member at the station who had a bit more experience than I did in doing improv and live on-camera comedy. And he was also good friends with the director who had been responsible for the station's long-running late-night horror movie and sketch comedy show on Friday night, which had already blazed the way for alternative programming like this. So he got the job, and I went back to the promotion department to keep doing the PR work for which I was originally hired. And as for Howard the Duck, after a rather spotty history in newspaper and comic book versions, as well as some legal battles over ownership of the character, 
A big new feature film premiered in 1986 with George Lucas as executive producer. Wow! Unfortunately, the movie was a bomb at the box office. It was both a critical and a commercial disaster and was rated one of the worst movies of all time. Ew! In spite of that, however, it did gain a small cult following. And believe it or not, there are still plans today to try to resurrect Howard the Duck in a brand new movie. <laughs> we'll see how that turns out. But I'm not holding my breath. Quack, quack. And neither is my friend, the off-camera duck. <laughs> By the way, no animals were harmed in the production of this podcast. You've been listening to A Look Behind and Rewind. I'm Tom Nielsen. See you next time. Hi, this is Tom Nielsen. If you enjoyed this podcast, you're invited to hear more of our episodes at A Look Behind and Rewind. And feel free to share our link with friends, family, and others, as well as following us on buzzsprout.com, Apple, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcasts.